Good morning. Today's scripture reading is from the book of 1 John, the 5th chapter, in the 6th to the 12th verse. This reading is also in your bulletins. If you are able, please stand for the reading. This is the one who came by the water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is blood. The Spirit is true. For those are three that testifies, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And there are three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater, because it is a testimony of God, which he had given about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe in God has made him out to be a liar. Because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son, and this is the testimony, God has given us eternal life, and this is life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. This is the word of the Lord. We're continuing our study in the... Um First of John's epistles, his letters, the last time we looked at the first five verses of the fifth and final chapter of the letter. So we saw John's repeated, last week we saw John's repeated use of the words, everyone and overcomes. Everyone and overcomes. He, he used that repeatedly. And in contrast to the, what I, what I term the, the temporary and and phony uh, victories that we can convince ourselves of. You know, every now and then, I said, even if you, if you flip a coin enough times, you'll get heads or tails, whatever it is you're, you're, you're aiming for. Uh, but those are, those, those are just random. They're, they're, there's nothing uh, divine about getting that coin flip of life, if you will. So um, those temporary victories, we can convince ourselves. John reminds us and reminds the first century church that everyone is a winner in Christ. Everyone is a winner in Christ. As he concluded uh, that section in the, fifth, in the fifth verse, John rhetorically asked the question, who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. See? Our love of God is the reason for our acts and the love for his children, our brothers and sisters. Our love of God is the basis, is the foundation for our love to, of God and to one another. It, see, see, the Bible lets us know it's not that we love God first. Oh, okay, you know, I just kind of stumbled into this and, I, you know, I love God. God loved us when we were yet sinners, when we couldn't spell love. If he gave us the L, the O, the V, and even the E, we would jumble the letters and we would spell something else. Olive, give me an I. Uh, but, 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 but he loved us. He loved us. And so our love of others is predicated. It's founded on God's love for us. And it's our faith in him that allows us to overcome the world, including loving the sisters and brothers that are in my life that aren't the most loving people in the world. I know you've never run into those persons. Trust me, I have. They've, they've seemed to find my way or I find my way to them. It's, 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 it's everything you can do to show the love of Christ. It's every, it's, it's, see, see, I can't do that. I can't fake it long enough to continue to, to, to pretend to love them. It's got to be the love of God that's in me that allows me to love 
the most unlovable people. And they, again, they seem to just, they, I must be a magnet for that. Actually, God puts folks in that path, particularly those that are dark. They're in darkness, they're in darkness, they're, they're, they're not salty, they, they're bland. And God puts folks in our path because you are light. You are salt. You're exactly what they need. And so don't look at it as, man, alive. How come I'm getting uh, uh, all the, 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 the Debbie Downers and all the negative people and, uh, and, and all? It's like, why are they, why am I, why am I the magnet? Why, why are they coming to me? They need to come to you. Where else are they going to get the love of Christ? Where, from themselves? They don't even love themselves. From, from uh, a spouse that doesn't know Christ? It's hardly. It's a, you are light, you are salt. So what's more, our relationship with God is not only for the life to come, but it's for right now. See, again, we have this, this what seems to be an unhealthy eschatological bent, this, 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 this desire to hurry up and get to the end. Well, the end will come, you know, you just, and trust me, as you advance in age, you just kind of, well, Lord, it's like, you can tack on a few more years, you know, can you give me a little bit more, you know, it's, just, it's the end will come sooner than probably you want. It, it will come, so don't, don't, it's like, you keep that in the back of your mind, you're always looking for the, the, the signs of the times, you're always looking for, yeah, this could be the year, this could be the day, this could be the hour, I don't know, but in the meantime, I'm going to love you. I'm going to pour myself into you. Because why? Because I'm, t I'm asked. That's my job. That's what I'm supposed to do. So it's not only for the life to come, but for the life that's right now. And so that's why John segues into verse 6. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. Remember, John is writing to the new church at a time of persecution, at a time when false prophets are running supreme. You might think it's like, well, not a whole lot has changed. There's a lot of false prophets and uh, persecution going on. Well, I won't even begin to pretend like uh, we're per persecuted. The church is being persecuted in the United States of America. Uh, if you're in China, if you're in Southeast Asia, if you're in Africa or South America, you might be able to make that case about persecution. But in terms of persecution, We've got, we've got it pretty good here. We have freedom of worship. We have freedom of worship. But what we do have, and what was going on in the first century, what we do have right now are false prophets. People that are pretending to present the gospel, and they're presenting anything but the gospel. Uh, yeah, I want you, it's, 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 it's almost heresy to call it a pseudo-gospel. It's like being half pregnant. It's like, no, either you are or you aren't. Either it's the gospel or it's not. And so what's being perpetrated as the gospel, much of the time, it's, 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 well, this sounds good. This, you know, if you do this, if you do that, it's like, you know, don't kick your dog, treat your neighbor right. And, uh, you know, it's a, that sounds good. Don't kick your dog. Do treat your neighbor right. But that's not the gospel. That's, that's, that's not the gospel. So he repeatedly, he repeatedly writes that his purpose is that they know who Jesus is and that he is the one and only true son of God. Fully man, fully divine. Fully human, fully divine. See, 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 that, so, so look at that. It's like, boy, this is an obtuse uh, portion of Scripture. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. See, others were saying that the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, came by water, you know, baptism. See, uh, but denied that he came by the blood. See, 
John records himself the beginning and ending events that mark Jesus' ministry. So in the first chapter of his gospel, he writes, Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. See, at the launch of his ministry, Jesus came to John the Baptist to be baptized. At the very beginning of his ministry, John, uh, Jesus came to John the Baptist to launch his ministry. See, and John, John the Baptist was like, oh, whoa, whoa, pull up. It's like, I am not the one who should be baptizing you. You should be, like, baptizing everyone else. See, but Jesus, but, but Jesus said to John, do it because it's a part of God's master plan. This, this, this is this, you, you'll understand it later on. Right now, you just need to do this. And on the finish of his ministry, John records the words of Jesus through the shedding of his blood. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. What was finished? Everything was finished. Everything, everything. You trying. You hauling a turtle dove or a bull or a goat, uh, a heifer or, 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 or a grain offering, a, a, a drink offering. Now, all of that, it, it's finished. It's over. Everything that, again, I, I, this is the good news, and it's even good news. But, 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 but we look at it as, well, it's like we're always, it's our human nature to always look for something. You know, looking for God in the bark of a tree or in three green lights in a row. You know, those types of, it's like, well, Lord, if you give me, I, I don't know, I don't know, give me three green lights and I know it's you. No, you know it's you because you have the Holy Spirit in you right now. Well, Lord, is, is, is that you? Is that, or is that a shadow? Maybe that's you. I, I think I saw you. You have him in you now. He indwells you. So let's look at verse 6 again. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Look how John writes, Jesus Christ. See, a lot of times I think we think Christ is like a surname or a last name. It's not. <laughs> You know, you know, Mark Meeks, Jesus Christ. No, Christ is the title. It's a divine title. The Messiah, the anointed one, the promised one. Jesus, you almost need to put the definite article there, the Christ. Jesus, the Christ, the promised one. John is saying that Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, came not simply with the water of baptism. See, that's what the Gnostics taught. See, they say, oh yeah, there was this guy, you know, uh, he, he, he was just like you and me. Sounds like a lot of religions now, right? It's something popular. You're just, just like you and me. And then God just selected him, and the dove came down, and the Holy Spirit came on him, and then right before this Jesus fellow died on the cross, the Spirit of God left him, because we cannot have this, this God dying on the cross. This is crazy. Who, you can't have God dying on the cross. What kind of God? Who would worship a God like that? This is just, this is crazy. This is, this is madness. And that's what the Gnostics taught, and that's what John is combating there in the first century. Fast forward 2,000 years, two millennia, and we're still combating the same thing. The same thing. People are still, well, you know, Jesus, was, he was a historical figure. He was a nice guy. He had dreams of a better world, and, you know, he died as an example, and we should use him as an example of living a selfless life and not kicking the dog and petting the little kids and, and bouncing them on their knees. That's what Jesus is for. And, but Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, and, 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 I, and, I, and I love how he put it. Starting at verse, starting in the uh, first 
letter to the Corinthians, the 15th chapter, and and starting in the 16th verse, he said, if corpses can't be raised, if corpses can't be raised, then Christ wasn't, because he was indeed dead. If corpse can't be raised, then Christ wasn't, because he was indeed dead. And if Christ wasn't raised, then all you're doing is wandering around in the dark as lost as ever. It's even worse for those who died hoping in Christ and the resurrection, because they're already in their graves. And I love this. If all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short years, we're a pretty sorry lot. If that's all you can get, if if Jesus is nothing more than, well, he kind of makes me happy. You know, I, I, you know, when I need a wish, I, I rub the Jesus lamp and I, and I try and, Jesus, I need a cure. I got a bad diagnosis. Jesus, I need fill in the blank. And Jesus is saying, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not your bellhop. I'm your God. I want a relationship with you. I want to go deep with you. Uh, that's why John is emphatic in his teaching. And he says, just don't take my word for it. See, this is so important that we have the Holy Spirit of God that actually buttresses all of this. He says, and it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is truth. Don't take my word for it. You don't have to believe a word I say. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, that's big if. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have right now, not you'll get it tomorrow and if you do this and you, no, no. Right now, you have the Holy Spirit of God indwelling you. Don't take my word for it. Take the Holy Spirit's word for it. God, is this, you don't, see, you don't, you don't have to, it's like, hmm, I'm not sure. I mean, as, 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 as uh, one of our ministers would say, you know, in reference to Spider-Man, it's, it's the spidey senses that kind of go off. They just kind of go off and just, just let us, it's like, I don't know what's going on. I just know whatever she or he is saying, it's not right. I just know. I just know the Holy Spirit is telling me this is not right. And so John records again the words of Jesus in the 15th chapter of his gospel. When the advocate comes, whom I will send you, send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. The Holy Spirit of God lives inside each and every one of us. He will lead us and he will guide us if we let him. He will lead us and he will guide us if we let him. See, most of the time, I won't even say half of the time, most of the time is we, 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 we grieve, as the Bible lets us know. We grieve the Holy Spirit. We, 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 we lock Grandma up in the, in, in the, in the, in the basement. We don't, we don't want Grandma to come out and uh, be exposed to uh, all our visitors that come around. So we lock Grandma. And Grandma, you just, just, just stay in the, stay, you know, I've got, I've got to entertain some people right now. I have, I have a lifestyle to maintain. And the last thing I want is the Holy Spirit leading and guiding me because I have an agenda. That's a fact. See? So, well, well are, are you saying uh, uh, the person is not saved? Well, I'm not, I'm not, I cannot put you in heaven and I cannot put you in hell. I, I, that's not my point. My point is, if you are a believer, and the Holy, Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is living in you, 
He will guide you. He will lead you if you let him. Okay? See, again, people are looking. That's why the, the Miss Cleos and all the, 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 the post-Miss Cleos, people, people pay good money to look for certainty, to look for uh, well, what's, what's around the corner. I, I, I want to know, you know, how we cheat on, uh, on a book. You know, a book's getting real good, and then uh, there's a lot of tension and drama coming. And what do you do? You flip to the end. You want to know, you know if, if your character lives or dies. I can't read this book without, without knowing the end. Give me the end. Just let, let me. We do it every time. I know, you don't do that. I do that. It's, just, it's like we do it. it we, we, we want to know. Oh, okay, now I know. Now I can rest. You know, I, again, it's like, no, that's not faith. That's you. That's you. That, that's you. So we don't, again, we don't need to look in the bark of trees or the three green lights. Uh, we have the Holy Spirit that guides us. So John is saying, not only do you have my eyewitness account, you have the Spirit of God that affirms everything that I'm saying to you. So, it, as he concludes, for there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his son. Obviously, he's referring back to Deuteronomy, the 19th chapter, 15th verse. You could read that some other time. Uh, but in, in part, it says, a matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. See, so John is, is echoing uh, his Jewish heritage and saying, okay, if in order for something to be true, you have to, you just can't come, come correct with just one person. You got to have to have two, maybe three. And so John is saying, well, okay, here you go. For three that testify, the spirit, the water, and the blood. Now, that would be good for human testimony. But get this. This is God who's, who's back in my play right now. This is God. The Holy Spirit of God, when Jesus was, was, was baptized, when, when God incarnate was on the cross, gave up the ghost, and he said, it's finished. And then the Holy Spirit that indwells all of us is saying, you know what, Mark? What he's saying is true. Believe it. It's the truth. So, all of this, what's all the point of this? All of this, all, all of these events are coming to the one point, the one tip, if you will, that to, to combat what John in the first century and we now in the 21st century are fighting, the skeptics, the doubters, the Gnostics, those that would say, well, again, Jesus is a good person, but he can't be the Savior. See, there are many paths to God. As much as we would like to believe that there are many paths to God, there is only one path to God. It's, it's, I, I know, it flies in the face of our, our, our human wisdom and our human desire that, you know, again, in the words of that prophet Rodney King, can't we all just get along? You know, can't we, can't we just, can't everybody just, just be winners? And, and then you, you, you hold that in stark contrast to Jesus where he said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. That, that, that trumps everything. So John concludes, I'm, 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 I'm done. Uh, John concludes, whoever believes in the Son of God accepts his testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, 
and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. See, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. It's not based on what you do. It's based on who your faith is in. Our salvation, our eternal destination, our, our peace, our, our security, everything, everything. It's, 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 you know, and that's what we, 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 get, we get confused. It's like, well, I feel good this way. I didn't kick the cat. I, 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 I didn't do this. I, was, I did do this. You know, I did some nice things, so I feel really close to God. Well, that's wonderful. You know, there is fellowship. There, is, there, is, there, is, there are benefits associated with, with, with doing the will of God. But at no point in time, if he is your father, you are his daughter. You are his son. And at no point in time does that relationship ever, ever, is ever severed. No point in time. So we don't have to, we don't have to live in that, 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 that realm of fear that, well, I don't feel so good right now. So, well, 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 confess your sin. Confess. He, he is quick, he's just, he's able to forgive and to cleanse from all unrighteousness. Now let's move on. We've got work to do. Don't sit in the, in the position of, well, you know, I, you know I'll, I'll come to God when I, I, I get myself right. You'll be waiting forever. Trust me. You, you, when, I'm, when I'm right, when I get it together, then I'll, then, then I'll come correct. Well, you'll be sitting on the sideline until Jesus comes. See? So all you have to do is just say, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a mess. I'm, I'm an absolute mess. I give myself to you. And he said, well, I knew that. I created you. you know, I, I did a good job, but yeah, you kind of messed it up. Uh, that's all right. You're still my son. You're my daughter. I love you. It's not based on what you do. It's who your faith is in. And again, most people don't know Jesus the Christ. Most people don't. And most that have heard the gospel don't believe the gospel. Most people that have heard the gospel don't believe the gospel. Even those that are, God help us, within the, 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 the confines of four walls that we typically call a church. There are a lot of folks that, you know, it's like, well, well, well what is it you believe? And, and then when you start to to list what the person actually confesses a belief, and you try and reconcile that with what Scripture says, you say, well, these are two different things. Well, that, that, that tends to happen. So what we typically believe is not what the Bible says as much as, well, this is what I heard the preacher on TV said, and this is what Mama said, and this is what I think, and this is what, you know, and this is how I interpret things. And so you mix all that stew up, and, you, and that's what you believe. That's your theology. And God is saying, set all that stuff aside. Trust in me. Believe in me. Trust in me. Believe in me. Trust in me. Believe in me. There's, there's, uh, I'm done. I really, I am done. So the question is, is, is the sun, not S-U-N, but S-O-N, shining in you? Is he shining in you? You know, uh, it doesn't take a whole lot of light to create a whole lot of brightness in a very dark environment. The darker the environment, really, it's, it's, it's counterintuitive. You know, we would think that, boy, you know, it's really dark in my community. It's really dark in my job. It's, it's you know, well, Satan is busy. Well, I'm glad you're there because Satan is busy and there needs to be light there. 
There, there needs to be light. And the darker it is, it just takes a match. It doesn't, you don't need a big old flamethrower or, or, or a big spotlight, you know, just, you know. You don't need that. It's just, just a match. Just a little bit of light. Just a little bit. Of, and all you have to do is just showcase that little bit of light wherever you are. And people will be drawn to that. Not because you're so handsome or you're so talented or you're so gifted. It's because you are a reflection of the light that is the gospel, that is Jesus the Christ. And so through the Spirit of God, through the water, through the blood, it all comes to the point. And that's, again, realize what John is trying to do. He's trying to encourage the first century church and the church in the 21st century. Look, hang in there. Hang in there. It's going to be okay. Well, wait a minute. People are getting killed all around me. That's okay. It's going to be okay. Well, Joe there, he just died. And Susie over there, she just got burned at the stake. That's okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And you know what? The church didn't grow. The church never grew as quickly and broadly than when it was under persecution the most. See, we can be lulled into a sense of, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, and everything is not fine. Everything is wrong. See, but when God sins and allows persecution to come, then that's when he can really show, I am God, and besides me, there is no other. As they say, it's like, you know, hey, you know, it's easy to pin, when, you, when, when you've got nothing else, when you've got nothing else, unemployment has run out. They got the, 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 the AAA has got the hook to your car, and they're getting ready to haul it away. You've got, you've got, you've got the diagnosis, you've got the bad news from the doctor. See, when it, when it gets to those points, it, it becomes a little bit easier to trust God. Because you've run out of, like Felix, you, you've run out of uh, the little tricks in your bag. I don't, I, I don't have someone to call for a loan. I don't have someone to call to fix this. I, don't, I guess I'll depend on God. I was waiting for you to get there. Don't wait for those times. See, wait, don't wait for those times of just absolute distress and despair. Trust God now. Right now. When things, when things you seemingly are going so well, when, when there's sunshine and the plants are, you know, are doing well, the kids are, are obeying you, and man, alive, I would, no, anyway. Uh, but, but, but everything is going well. That's when you need to praise God. It's like, God, I thank you. I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't, I don't deserve any of this, but I thank you. Because when trouble comes, we will bow the knee. We will, we, we, we will depend on him. Because short of that, where could we go? Where can we go? Who can't? There is no other place we can go but to him. Let's pray.